0: let's put a line through the biggest stories of the week with the Mowers Week in Review.
1: All right, big week in review. Adam Fanua Blake. Uh, he asked for a release from his Warriors contract. Uh, he's on roughly $1 million a season through to the end of 2026. Uh, following a Zoom meeting with the CEO from the Warriors, looks like he'll stay put for 2024. Sean, as soon as I heard this, I was like, beautiful, done. I had him in blue and white straight away. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought this is this has got Gus all over yep. it. Um Gus will have had some talks with him privately and then he's asked for the release. Mm. I just assumed if Fanua Blake on a contract that size for two more seasons is asking for a release, something has been pre-organized. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Turns out that was not the case. He's staying put. Do you think the Warriors would have had to stump up any more money or like, Can they? I don't know. Like can you what's the going? A, you he going to If he's on a million amend. a season, I didn't know he was on a million a season. You, bro, is that? Yeah,
0: that's, that's confirmed. We'll turn the
2: mic on. Confirmed? Yeah, that's
0: confirmed. Yeah, 000, 000 a million dollars. It's season. something like
2: that, yeah.
0: Like, all well, Payne Haas is probably up there. Fisher Harris, I guess, was probably a little less than that, but.
1: Less. But, Blake, but I put Payne Haas a level above Fanoor Blake.
0: Oh, I, yep. I, yeah, I just.
1: But, yep, I yep, think yep. it's
0: more so the value to that Warriors team. Like, he is their forward pack. Tohu mm. Harris as well has been a yeah. good player for him. But you take Fanua Blake out, I don't think there's any close replacement. No. And it would have been tough. I guess the thing is that he left to Players, the Warriors. Uh, you go
1: player swap and go, for example, Raymond Fatala Marina no. for Fanua Blake. Straight swap. Yeah. Double Same barrel sphere. name.
2: Like yeah, everybody's happy. I don't. I, I never like to question the the compassionate ground stuff when a, when a player sort of mentions that as a reason to want to leave or whatnot because we don't know what you know what's going on in people's sure. lives and, and whatnot. But to then backflip on that seems a very strange one. Yeah. Um, if there was other reasons at play, you might be able to sort of you know talk him out of it for another year. But that 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 raises a few questions but for mine.
0: The Warriors seem to be a little hamstrung. So we had Reese Walsh last year go back to Brisbane for family reasons. Uh, from what we're aware, Adam Fanoa Blake is doing a similar thing for family yep. reasons back in Sydney. Like, if you're a Warriors fan, you'd feel a little hard done by But in that same respect, they got Adam Fanoa Blake. Same, on comp- same,
2: on comp- same Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But success changes everything, Kibo. Like, if I'm a young NRL player now say two years ago, if if you said, oh, you can go to the Warriors for X amount of money, no way. Because it's not just like obviously uh, uprooting your whole life and moving uh, internationally is a huge change, which is a factor. But also to go there to a club that hasn't been successful over the past, let's say, decade. Ten years, yeah. uh, Then then it's a big red flag. But now they're successful, it's like, all right, I'm willing to uproot my life and move. For some, for an
2: opportunity at first grade, but also for an opportunity, it's, it's you, success. You know, all it's going to do next year will be an absolute circus yep, for the Warriors because we yeah. know, we obviously know, he's going to, he's not going to be there beyond next year. Yeah, um, that's obvious. Yeah. Um. So, well, I just hope
1: Gus gets into his work now. I know. I know. Surely, for Noah Blake to the Bulldogs, like that's that's the position they need—a halfback or a front rower. There's um. So there End are. All.
0: Reports to the Dragons are also looking at him up front. He he did play junior. Well,
2: they were fa- like, apparently they were the fa- they were the front runners to to get him when it first broke. So, um, yeah, it's a big watch this space, but oh, it, it's sure. going to be an absolute circus next year well, with his year. with
1: his links to the media. Obviously, uh, Flanagan's been working at Foxtel uh, Fox Sports for the last couple of years. Mm. He's Every player that comes out now, it's, it's yep, I'm interested, I'm interested. Ridiculous. And he's, he's got a direct link to the media, so the article's there instantly. And when that came out, like, as soon as Adam Fenwell-Blake said he's available, the first article I saw was Dragons front runners to sign Adam Fenwell-Blake. Mm. I was like, was that because the first coach that picked up your phone call was <laughs> Shane Flanagan, who you worked with the last two yeah, years? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. bit annoying. Conspiracy. Um, conspiracy. Rival clubs are circling uh, Tom Dearden.
0: Well, there you go. Again, (laughs) mainly
1: the Dragons. Dragons. So this will be a common theme throughout the next few stories. Uh, Tom Dearden, will he go to the Dragons? Look, good luck to him if he does. Um, If I was him, I'd be staying put at least for a year or two
2: more. Yeah, Dearden's a a tough one. Like before, he had that obviously breakout um, season. Uh, When was that? Last year? Uh, when yep. he played, he yes. played, played Origin, played origin. Had, a, had a blinder. The Cowboys went really well, Cowboys finished went top well. four. But if you remember, it wasn't long before that, he couldn't get a game at the Broncos when they were completely on the floor. And and these players have these seasons, right? Yeah. You know, you have sort of breakout, breakout years or whatnot. But before that, and I know he's still only young, but to be, to be chasing him as sort of your, your marquee halfback almost, and then the Cowboys to then sort of rebut with a, it looks like a, is this true? $2 million um, extension for, for three years. That's, that's big old money for a player like Tom did. And I know halfbacks aren't easy to come by, but it seems punchy to me.
1: Well, the Bulldogs did something similar, right? Uh, Kyle Flanagan had a breakout season at the Roosters. Yeah. The Bulldogs signed him. Halfback is such a difficult mm-hmm. position. Having said all that, I'd have Tommy Deaton and the Bulldogs have the job Yeah, drop definitely. Definitely. Uh, the other player linked to the Dragons as well, Joey Manu. <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> it's kind of switched now, hasn't it? Because it used to be the Tigers we'd talk about every player being linked with and now we're talking about the Dragons. Mm. Uh, Joey Manu is a really interesting one. Um, the boys spoke yesterday on the show about how loyal, I think it was Michael Chalmers said yep. yesterday, how loyal he is to the Roosters.
0: For sure. Now,
1: I guess I come from a slightly different perspective on things like this, Gibbo, because I come from an individual sport. And knowing how talented Joey Manu is, it would absolutely do my head in to play second,
2: Mm.
1: no, maybe third or fourth fiddle at a club like the the Roosters. Like when he plays for the Kiwis, he's the guy. And you you can see when he demands the ball, even when he's playing center, he still comes in field and demands the ball, and he's like first receiver, half of the sets of six in good ball position. At the Roosters, he's sitting behind Teddy, Sam Walker, Keery, um, At times when Sueli or Tupo are coming in, like he, Radley, likes his hands on the ball a lot. I just think beyond being loyal to the team, I think he's doing himself a disservice of, well, not shining as bright as he could at a, a lesser club.
2: Yeah, and all the... the Drums were beating to to move Teddy from fullback, obviously, to slot, I think, Joe Manu there. I think I think we're going to see that um, at some point this year, aren't we? Yeah. Oh, sorry, next next season.
0: For sure. Like, they, they did that with uh, Roger Tuvasashek and Anthony Minicello. They yep. sort of phased yeah. him to the wing. I, I know what you're saying there, missile but from everything I've heard, that is not the case. Joe yeah. Manu loves playing at the Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if it was Michael Chamas or Mikey, as he was called yesterday, after was saying that Joey Manu's brother has Just been got signed. signed, yeah. Which is another good Roosters incident. Yeah, they yeah. did that with Shaq Mitchell, Latrell the Mitchell. Yeah. They've done that with Dom Young and his brother.
1: Yeah.
0: I uh, I think as as well. Like I remember re- reading stories after the Latrell incident where Joey Manu was rubbed out for the rest of the season with that fractured oh, eye yeah. socket. You know, Uncle Nick was there, Trent Robinson was there, and those sorts of gestures have stayed with him. I, I can't I can't ever see Joey Manu leaving the Roosters. Or put it this way, I don't think the Roosters ever lose players they want to keep. And if they want to keep Joey money they'll keep him. And the one thing for me, though, is, you know, Tommy Trebojevic, when he played Origin a couple of years ago, he was playing that hybrid centre role. Yep. So he was popping up on different sides of the field. So he wasn't playing fullback, but mm. he was shifting around. That's, as Roosters fans, we thought that was going to happen this year. Yeah, with they Joey just Manu. don't do it. No. They didn't do it. They moved yeah. him to six. Sam Walker was a scapegoat. But ideally, if Tedesco is going to wear the number one, which he deserves to do for at least a couple of seasons, Joey Manu needs to be roving, getting more hand on ball. And I honestly don't think he'll leave ever.
1: But at what point – so the big thing with the Roosters is, right, you stay there – well, firstly, it's eastern suburbs of Sydney. It's a nice spot to live. But secondly, you go there for success. Yeah. At what point you, as a player do you go, well – so they haven't had success in four years with, on paper, or nearly every year of those four years, the best side in the comp. Yeah. Yep. At what point do you go, well – Okay, now I'm Joey Manu. I'm staying here for success. I'm not getting it. I'm the golden boot winner at international level, but in terms of Dali M's, I'm not even in the top well, twenty. So Golden. To the, be old, fair, the old golden
2: boot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: To be fair, like the teams that are gonna be able to offer him one point million dollars plus, the one that who played top four footy would be the Warriors. The rest would be the Bulldogs, the Dragons, the Tigers. Now, let's be fair. They're not yeah. playing top eight footy, or they're not they're not going for premierships in the next couple of years. Success, I think, is playing finals year in year out he's playing in a team that's winning so you can play rep footy he'll always play rep footy because he's from yeah. New Zealand but i think you know just because they haven't won premierships doesn't mean they've necessarily been unsuccessful mm. i don't think
2: no it's a fair call yeah. maybe maybe like at the end of the day maybe he just loves playing maybe he's a center and he wants to and he yeah. wants to be center yeah like, we don't actually know what's going on but i i, I do think at some point next year you'll see him at fullback for the for the chalk. And it might be in the Sugar yeah. um, hybrid role. For sure. He, might, he, not, he might not wear the number one on his back, but I think you might see him start to play a bit of that um, hybrid style uh, footy. Uh,
1: all right, other news. Uh, Jerome Luai, the Instagram post, know your worth. Uh, 50 Cent playing in the background. What song was it? it Get uh, Rich or Die Trying. Yeah, something like that. Something like yeah. that. Um, Ivan Cleary came out and basically said other clubs – would be taking a gamble, Mm. making him your marquee signing and giving him the keys to the castle, which, fair enough. Uh, When Jerome Luai posts something like that, so the reports are, and I was trying to say this with Michael Chemis and uh, (laughs) Boz yesterday afternoon, but couldn't quite uh, get it in. So would Jerome Luai be posting that if he'd been offered 850K? Because remember, the Panthers came out and were saying that they'd offered Stephen Crichton something like 650 mm. and then after he signed with the Bulldogs I think he signed for maybe 650 or 700 and his camp came out and said we'll never offered any, anywhere near that from the Panthers yeah and they were they were publicly saying we're offering Crichton good money mm. but clearly once they resigned um, Toto Fisher Harris Leoda uh, Liam Martin they didn't have the cap space to pay that mm. I'm not convinced that they're offering. Luai 850. Because he's
2: done this now.
1: Yeah. Because I think I think that's actually, at the Panthers, that's actually his
2: work. Yeah. I just think he's he's playing us all perfectly, Louis. Louis. I, I I just yeah. think he does this because he knows exactly he's going to get a reaction. I don't think there's any bad blood between him and Ivan for what he said. I just think he likes the... Attention! Yeah, They're the just villain. Like, well, not even the villain. I think he just knows that if he if he if he sprinkles a few pippies out, he's going to get a few bites. <laughs> yeah. You know?
0: Well, do the do the Panthers need Jerome Lua? Like we saw in the grand final, Jack Cogger comes yeah. on. Yeah. He you know does, well here's, he's here's up a question. Do the
1: Panthers need Jerome Lua
2: more than Jerome Lua needs the Panthers? Mm.
0: Well, that's that is the million dollar question.
2: I've been on record on our esteemed podcast. We're going to get hey, a shameless shameless. Plug. TV show, Shawnee. tv show um get him on side look it up um yeah i don't think the panthers need Luai, and it's that um sort of statement was probably franked when he was missing the last couple of rounds of the season um cogger slotted in and then we saw cleary go to an actual other level and then the same thing happened in the last 25 half an hour of the grand final cogger or well, Luai goes off cogger's on and cleary just plays the best footy that i've or the best 20 minutes of footy I've ever seen in my whole life. So I think, yeah, I don't think um, they necessarily need him. However, you do need a, a decent six, and I think 8.50 is absolutely more plenty. than fair plenty for Jerome LeVar.
0: Did you see uh, this week they, they announced their new jersey sponsor, and the two new signings were there, Paul Alamotti and Dane Laurie. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Paul Alamotti, as a Bulldogs fan... I mean, he was he was so. I mean, we we'll, we'll were year. promised
2: we will promise the world, and we got an Atlas uh, <laughs> yeah. Gibbo. But do you um, think
0: do you think um, going to the Panthers? How frustrating would that be if he just comes out and plays like a world better?
1: Depends. Depends how they play him, Gibbo. It's it's all dependent, right? So, um, unless he's doing speed training with Rowan Browning during the off <laughs> like he's not going to fulfil that strike centre position in the NRL. Yeah. Because you, he just doesn't have the lateral speed. Mm. And you look at other robust centers at the moment, like a Bradman Best or a Katoni Stags, they're still way faster. Mm. Way, way faster. They play the same sort of game that Alamotti was trying to play, which is,
2: you know, crash them, bash them. Yeah. Mm. He plays like a, a front rower, you know, two or three spots out. But I, my thing with him, he, he needs to work on his tackling. That, that was the, the big thing yeah. for me was his defense. Ball in hand, I think he was, you know, I could, you could tell he was going to be... A gun, and he's probably, yeah, that's probably been his junior career to an absolute T. He's probably been the biggest body, he's crashing over blokes and busting and tackles and whatnot. To be fair to him, how old is he? He's only 18, 18 or 19, yeah. so we're probably being a, a little bit too harsh. Mm-hmm. You sometimes forget how young these guys are, and they've got a lot of development to go, but it's probably his defense that he needs to work on. But I can't see him playing first grade footy at the Panthers for
0: well, it depends a if they move Tongo into. Into the second row, but I think he has been doing speed training missile with uh, just with Roger Fabry. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of speed? Well, uh, yeah. So, but Dane Laurie, <laughs> Dane Laurie, I think he's going back to Penrith. He he showed at the end of last year yeah. with the Tigers that he, he's six. a really yeah. Hey, stranger things have happened. Yeah,
1: I, I liked him at six. I yeah. really did. I Great really moustache too. Yeah, strong moustache. Uh, if Dylan Edwards finally gets a crack for New South Wales, uh, another player that's gone straight to play for Australia and not played for the Blues yet, if he got a crack for New South Wales in the wing, uh, Dane Laurie would slot in easily there at fullback. But again, if, if Luai is playing rep footy, um, he's a great 5'8 replacement. Um, and Brad Schneider has come across um, from the English Super League. So yeah. Penrith, just, they're just astute signings, I think. Yeah. What, what could Alan Monty be? I don't know, but I know one thing. He'll reach his potential, whatever that is, at Penrith. Yep.